The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. There are lots of lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses. It's the art and science of money. My job has been to try and figure out which is which. It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio studios in Toronto with Hi-Fi Portfolio Managers. Here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle. Well, good morning, my friends. Welcome to the weekend in the month of June. My favorite month. I think it's everyone's favorite month. If you're a Canadian and COVID-19 is with us, but progress is being made. Uh, I feel it, I see it, I'm reading about it, and the stock market certainly is confirming it. Um, But we're not out of the woods yet. We must continue to social distance and accept the new normal. And certainly uh, the new normal is going to be quite different than the old normal that we're so used to. Um, I, I can just sense a lot of people rethinking uh, their approach to work, their approach to the commute, uh, their approach to travel. Oh, the world has changed without question. But the world is beginning to accept the reality that we're in, and we're not going to be locked down forever. We're coming out of our caves slowly, and uh, the sun is shining. Uh, but most importantly, from our point of view, as we're wealth managers and here to help you with your money and hold your hand every now and then through these bumpy roads, I hope you stayed with us. And if you did, well, you're well rewarded, uh, without question. Um, it's an absolute delight to uh, introduce Sandy McIntyre uh, to Hi-Fi Radio. Uh, Sandy McIntyre is a retired capital market strategist, uh, and as such, being retired, he's now one of us. Well, I should say, one of you. Uh, he's a retired individual, and therefore a retail investor. Uh, he's unplugged. There is no shingle around his neck anymore. Uh, Sandy is going to be uh, a delight to work with this morning. Uh, Sandy McIntyre, uh, thank you very much for joining us on Hi-Fi Radio. And I must uh, begin by saying congratulations on an incredibly successful career on Bay Street. And uh, congratulations on uh, the next stage of your life, which is retirement. Uh, how are you feeling? And uh, did you ever expect to retire in the middle of a pandemic? Well, fortunately, I retired before the start of the pandemic. Um, and I must say that um, I have a playbook for normal cyclical events, which has been pretty good over the decades. I don't have a playbook for a pandemic. So we're all, we're all learning as we go through um, what this new normal might be. Just as a, as a sort of Note, um, Barry Midland, which are up near my cottage, opened up uh, before um, the suburbs of Toronto. And when we were driving up, uh, we stopped at a, at a mall in Barry, uh, and I went in to get some takeaway. Um, what was remarkable in the mall was how many of the stores had not reopened. Uh, now, one of the things that you got to keep in mind, if you don't have income, you can't pay rent. And while there's commercial mitigation that's been put in for small business rentals, uh, this is the first recession 
which has been concentrated in the services sector, which is generally small and medium-sized employers, which don't have a lot of capital. So we're going to be learning as we go through the next few months. Sandy, um, Jack sent me uh, yesterday an amazing piece um, from Fidelity. Um, uh, Mr. Schmale, uh, he's, a, he's a portfolio manager. Uh, and it was actually a very remarkable piece because he, he, he made a very powerful statement. Um, and, and, and he reminds me of Jesse Livermore. Uh, he, he didn't say directly, but he's looking at the tape, the stock market, the performance of it, and saying, you can't argue money is being put to work here. Uh, and as such, he believes that the market has now accepted the new normal. It accepted the fact that, yeah, some retailers are going to be uh, uh, challenged and unable to pay rent. Um, but the market is looking beyond that. Um, I, I'm just finding it for, for many people are having a real challenge accepting the disconnect between what you see and what the market is saying. Um, if, you, if you go into the guts of the market, uh, and I'm going to refer back to the last time I was on the show, um, I talked about the disparity between the growth rate in the new digital economy and the old economy. I referred to a piece that I wrote a couple of years ago, which looked at um, Bureau of Economic Analysis study of the digital economy over the period 97 to 2017. No recessions in the digital economy. And I think what you'll find is that the COVID recession deeply hit the old economy, but the digital economy has been unaffected. And you have the NASDAQ 100 hitting new all-time highs, heavily, heavily concentrated in the digital economy. S&P's not back there, but the parts that are driving the S&P are digital economy. And unfortunately, um, the TSX doesn't have a big weight of digital economy. Um, we are much more old, an old economy index. So be very, very careful about indexing in Canada. Without question. If you're just tuning in, it's Hi-Fi Radio. It's a show about money. I am Wolfgang Klein, Jack Hartle in for your cause and it's a delight to have sandy mcintyre uh, on the show he's a retired capital markets strategist uh he is a man of wisdom he is a man of experience uh and he too is somewhat perplexed by the current environment we're all in it together we're here to help you manage your money please stay tuned to hi-fi radio global news radio network 640 in Toronto. Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Well, good morning, my friends. Indeed, the sun, it feels so good. And uh, yes, Sir Paul McCartney apparently had a birthday this week. Uh, Happy birthday, Sir Paul. I believe he's 78 years old. I wonder how he's dealing with COVID-19. It's been incredible. Uh, Social media, uh, digital media, the amount of artists uh, doing online broadcasts. 
fantastic, fantastic performances. Uh, good for them. Uh, good for them. It's absolutely delightful. I was watching the guest too. Uh, Britain coming through some great stuff. Uh, just been great. Uh, Sandy McIntyre, a retired uh, capital market strategist, uh, a man who has worked on Bay Street for well over 40 years. Uh, you got to think, after 40 years, you've seen it all. According to Sandy, he hasn't. Uh, I guess he hasn't lived through 100. I guess he went around in 19, what, 17, 1918 for the Spanish flu. Uh, but they survived the Spanish flu. We're going to survive. COVID-19. I'm convinced of it. I think the market is quite convinced of it as well. If nothing else, the market appears to be accepting it as the market powers higher. And uh, yeah, Sandy pointed out, and of course, it's been top of mind, how the uh, NASDAQ, the tech-heavy NASDAQ, has hit all-time highs amidst a pandemic. But it makes sense. We're staying home. We're using digital media, but the old economy is suffering. Uh, Sandy, you pointed out about the Toronto market. And how it is very concentrated in the old economy. Uh, I begin. I began buying the TSX 60, the XIU, I guess about a month ago, three weeks ago, as I just did a simple long-term chart, and it's clear as day. Uh, it is lagged. Uh, it's barely above the levels of 2008, uh, and it's not much higher from the levels of 2000. Uh, so I believe it has to play mean reversion. Plus, it offers me a 3.5. I believe, relatively safe dividend yield. Um, and it's a basket of 60 of the largest companies, which in Canada, there ain't very many big companies to begin with. And once you get below the number 60, you're actually getting into pretty small territory. Uh, what, what do you think of my strategy, Sandy? Well, it's, it's, it's a simple strategy. Um, my, my background is as a stock picker. And... Um, I tend to focus on areas of the economy where I both understand how they work and where the businesses have shown good capital allocation characteristics. I own one materials company, uh, that's Nutrien, and I own zero energy companies. Uh, So in going to the XIUs, I'm taking about 30% 30% of the XIUs and saying, I'm just not going to own that part of the market. It's disproportionately heavy in financial services, which is, by the way, new economy. It's not old economy. Um, you look at how financial services are evolving digitally, and most importantly, in wealth management, this is a very strong secular growth story. And um, the, there is good retailing in there. Um, there's a lack of manufacturing. There's a very small manufacturing weight. And manufacturing still is a good portion of the economy. Um, what I did personally is I've got a list of about 20 stocks that are within the XIUs. And that's what I've chosen to go out and buy. Um, and I did. I also did some tax adjustments because I'm a taxable investor. I'm not an institution who ignores the tax side of things. Um, I looked at my portfolio in the third week of March and said, okay, I own Royal Bank. I've got a loss on it. I'm going to switch it into an equivalent quality bank. I chose TD. I own Scotia. I had a loss on it. I switched it into BMO. 
And the reason quite simply is I can take those losses and carry them back to prior year capital gains. Um, so there, there's tax planning aspects that retail investors need to keep in mind. And when adverse events in, hit in the market, sometimes you can take advantage of them. Well, that's, I, no, that's I, just, sorry, Sam. No, that's a very sophisticated move uh, that you're making. And you know, again, uh, being as successful as you are, you certainly are a uh, high net worth uh, investor. Uh, and, and you were fortunate that you did have some gains in prior years. And so, if you're in a situation like that, friends, where you have paid taxes due to capital gains in previous years. The point Sandy's making is very valid. Uh, you can take some losses now, and when you speak with your accountant next year, you tell him, please, I took some losses. I want you to carry these back and do a reassessment of my previous years, and you will receive a, a tax refund. I've done that before myself, and it certainly uh, can add some value. Um, the, uh, the Canadian banks and the situation in Canadian housing, um, how do you feel about uh, those two dots on the chart. The the housing situation, the price of housing, is, is a complex discussion because the housing stock has changed. Um, you can't build three hundred dollar per square foot stick built townhouses anymore in the GTA. The land just isn't there. You have to build a thousand dollars square foot concrete high rise or mid rise. And this affects the price of the housing stock. Um, the banks, when they have a high ratio loan, they are all fed out into the CMHC system. So they go into publicly traded um, debentures that are backed by mortgage pools. The low ratio loans, they can choose to keep on their balance sheet and they have to put capital against them. If you go back to a prior real estate correction, um, between 88 and 94, um, Toronto MLS average prices fell by about 22%. None of the banks experienced defaults. What they've experienced with some foreclosures. Uh, earnings were minimally affected, although there was great angst. In commercial real estate, that same period ended up with the failure of uh, Confederation Life, Royal Trust, um, Crown Trust, uh, all on the back of a funding crisis the actual loans continue to perform. Sandy, so, yeah, I have to I have to stop you there. We're just uh, getting close to the time when we got to play a few uh, sponsored messages. Uh, they're the ones who keep the show on the air, and they're the ones who allow us to bring Sandy McIntyre, a retired capital market strategist. An absolute delight to have a man with over four decades of experience, and he's now free to speak, as he always was, but just a little freer, shall I say. Uh, please stay tuned. Global News Radio Network 640 in Toronto. It's high by radio. Don't go anywhere. There's more great show after this. You're listening to Hi Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
Uh, welcome back to the show about money. It's High Five Radio, Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. I am Wolfgang Klein, Jack Hartle, my partner. Uh, delight to have Sandy McIntyre uh, on the show with us. He's a retired capital market strategist, uh, worked on Bay Street for over four decades. I believe Sandy's seen it all. Uh, well, he's humbled. He says, no, this COVID-19, it's a new kettle of fish. Uh, but I do believe we're going to get through it. Uh, this time, it's different, um, but it's always the same. Uh, indeed, it is. Look at the market. Move, look at the market move. That's all I have to say. Unbelievable. Uh, historic. Uh, you can't deny it, and I say you shouldn't fight it. Uh, they are throwing trillions at it. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, let's pick up where Sandy uh, left off with the Canadian banks and the last time we had a severe uh, real estate correction was in the late 80s, early 90s. I remember it firsthand because that's when I bought my first home and I marked the top of real estate then. Uh, it was a, a tough, tough slug, uh, I would say, from 1990 to 1995 uh, in the Canadian real estate market. And so few people, I'd say probably half of us, experienced it and remember it, and the other half uh, didn't. And in fact, we do have very short memories. In fact, uh, uh, we must remind ourselves that uh, every asset class goes through its own unique cycle. So Sandy, um, the commercial real estate market uh, affected uh, the financial sector uh, last round. This time round, uh, commercial real estate, residential real estate here in Canada, uh, how are our financial institutions going to weather the storm? And will there be a storm? Uh, I'm not sure there's going to be a storm. Um, you look at residential pricing in the United States, which is much more hardly hit than Canada. Um, residential pricing's held in. And housing starts, um, while they dipped on a year-over-year basis, they're also recovering. And you can see this in the price of lumber and particle board. One of the things that you got to keep in mind is that the millennial generation is a larger generation in both Canada and the United States than the baby boomers were. And there is a ton of deferred household formation within millennials. Um, They are forming households. They are getting married. They are having kids. And um, I think this shows up in activity levels. There will be behavioral changes but we will find a way to fix it. I agree with you, Sandy, without question. Uh, hey, Jack, um, this household formation um, millennial theme, uh, you just brought it up the other day, and certainly it's been part of uh, Canaccord's uh, chief market strategist, Tony Dwyer's theses, I would say for the last five, six years. And he just showed us the chart, and you follow the boomers, and then you follow the boomer kids. Uh, please, Jack, jump in, here, jump in here on that one. I agree with Sandy. Well, you're, you're really seeing uh, mortgage applications, which are a leading indicator for the housing market in the U.S. They're really ticking up. Um, the millennial demographic trend, Tony Dwyer has talked about it for a long period of time. Um, as you know, Wolf, with demographics, the U.S. is probably two years ahead of us uh, in terms of uh, the trends there. But the fact is, uh, millennials, I think, are going to look at this as an opportunity. Uh, they're going to look at, you know, outside of the city, moving from city to rural areas where they can, you know, uh, maybe buy a 50-foot lot, two-car garage, 2,000-square-foot house, yeah. um, and, and raise a family. Those are the things that they want. And I think technology is going to allow them to 
stay connected. Um, still have to go into the obvious, obviously, but I think that the, the advances in technology are going to allow this transition uh, to be more fluid than maybe you know six months ago people would have imagined. Well, look, I've always said, Jack, uh, everything happens at the margin. And the other key factoid is certainly things every now and then need a catalyst. COVID-19 has been an incredible catalyst for change. Uh, And so at the margin, you will, without question, see a percentage of lawyers not take on offices anymore, a percentage perhaps of money managers rethink the commute down onto Bay Street. Um, And that is very fascinating. However, you have to now say, the market knows this in spade. My DocuSign, a stock that Jack and I own for our clients, Sandy McIntyre, is making all-time highs. But the growth sector, the technology sector, making all-time highs, being on a tear, perhaps is getting stretched to the point of concern. And the oil stocks that no one owns perhaps are ripe for a rally. Uh, Sandy, can you speak to that? When you look at behavioral change, think about some of the inputs. Um, Oil is primarily a transportation fuel. And... um, We've not seen a return of air traffic. Don't know when it's coming back. Uh, We know the ships are sailing. We know the trains are running. The trucks are running. Um, But demand has decreased. Uh, And in Canada, we have a very fundamental problem in that we are a captive supplier to the U.S. market, and they love to buy our oil at a discount. Oh, you're depressing me with that statement. You're so right, and it's so bad. Uh, uh, folks, sorry, Sandy, I just want to jump back in here again, just in the interest of time here. Um, you are listening to Hi-Fi Radio. We have uh, a gentleman named Sandy McIntyre. He's been a frequent guest on the show. He's retired. Uh, he's worked on Bay Street for four and a half years. But, uh, you know, Sandy, he, he's my Warren Buffett. Uh, he truly is. And, well, you know, Warren likes to play with trains. And, and well, he used to play with planes, got rid of those. Uh, time for change. Uh, and it is a changing time. Uh, look, we're going to hang out to Sandy for another round, uh, go to commercial break, pay some bills, and get right back to a show that's designed for you and your money. Stay tuned. Money. Listen, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, money. more money talk. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. If your time to you is worth saving, then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone Or the times are changing Oh, indeed, my friends, the times, they are changing. And you have to change with them. Uh, yeah, it's time to pivot, perhaps a little bit. Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, eh, Sandy? It's we're just talking about there. And yeah, without question, I'm in no rush to get onto an airplane. But the trains keep moving and trucks on the road. How about Tesla? Tesla, eclipsing $1,000 a share. Uh, Oil is quite cheap, and yet uh, the ESG theme uh, continues to grab some traction. So, Sandy, can you speak to that? Tesla is now the most valuable auto company on the planet. It makes a rounding error number of vehicles. Um, It is one of the most traded stocks in the Fidelity retail system. Um, 
big on Robin Hood. Uh, it's, it's very popular with retail investors. It makes a fraction of the vehicles that Volkswagen, Audi makes, um, that Toyota makes. And Volkswagen and Toyota are coming with very viable, um, actually Audi's got them already, and Volkswagen's coming, viable EVs in every category. Um, I'm not sure I'd want to be long Tesla. I admire the technology. I admire the vehicles. I don't admire the valuation. So, so in the energy space, you don't like oil. Um, but uh, off air, Sandy, you, you said to Jack and I that uh, natural gas is, I believe you said, the new economy? It's a new economy fuel. Um, if you think about it, and I, I've talked about this before on the show, one of the reasons why air quality in southern Ontario has vastly improved since the early 2000s is the closure of coal-fired generating stations, both in Ontario and more importantly down in the Ohio Valley where our southwest winds would push the coal uh, effluent up into Ontario. In 2005, there was about 55 bad air days. In 2019, there were zero. Fantastic. Uh, and what was happening is electricity demand didn't fall. The price of producing me megawatts using coal as a fuel fell below the price of producing megawatts using coal as a fuel, and you either closed or converted coal-fired plants and went to more modern natural gas-fired plants, which burn much more cleanly. In best cases, they also have CO2 scrubbers attached to them, and the CO2 is re-injected into reservoirs to facilitate enhanced production of the natural gas. So it's a, it's a, it's a circular um, process. So if you're buying your EV and your electricity is primarily coal-fired, you're actually contributing to a higher pollution level than if you were driving a highly efficient gas vehicle. If uh, you're driving an EV in Ontario, uh, you're actually helping the emissions. Uh, that is a brilliant, brilliant statement. Say, Sandy, I want to pivot now um, into your new world. Uh, you're retired. Um, I have firsthand witnessed increased anxiety and the highest level of anxiety amongst people who are one year either side of retirement amidst this pandemic. It has really scared them and it has perhaps rocked their financial world uh, more than they could tolerate. Um, how do you feel uh, right here, right now about your financial well-being? I always hold what I call tactical cash. I keep my core portfolio fully invested in quality businesses and quality funds. I still hold um, funds from CI and Century. And um, I have tactical cash for crisis. 
And I was, I was a heavy buyer in the second and third week of March. You should never in your life sell at a major market low or into a major market low. Those are opportunities to materially improve your long-term performance. Sandy, I'm going to stop you right there. I, I, you, you need to repeat that point. As, as we, friends at home, please listen to what Sandy McIntyre is about to say. Sandy has been on Bay Street for four and a half decades. Sandy continues to invest money. Sandy has retired, and yet his time horizon did not stop. His time horizon continues. Let's go back to Sandy. What should people never, ever do with their money? You never panic in a crisis. You have tactical cash to take advantage of the crisis. Anyone who's selling in the third week of March is either selling because they're panicked or they're selling because they're facing a margin call. They're selling because they are forced sellers regardless of price. And you never want to put yourself into the position of being a forced seller, but you can put yourself into the position of being a tactical buyer. I've studied the market for the entire period where we have accurate data and major downturns like we had in 87, 2001, 2, 2008, 9, 2011, 2018, 2020, you look forward and in a worst case, nine times out of 10, you make money a year out. And on the very big ones, 100% of the time, if you stayed invested or you put new money in on those major downturns, a year out, you were ahead of the game. So I was a buyer in the second and third week of March. Well, Sandy, so was I. I was a buyer a bit earlier. I was a buyer a bit later. I learned my lesson, uh, and as such, I changed. I learned my lesson in 2008. I learned some lessons in 2001. I learned some lessons in 2011. Uh, so it, it is an interesting, fascinating industry, and I, I can't tell you, Sandy, how many hands Jack and I held and, and, and said to people, you must look out. We prevented them from selling at the point you're saying they shouldn't. They hung on, and, well, I got a thank you call the other day. Thank you for holding my hand and not letting me do the wrong thing at the wrong time. My friend, that client who called me, I saved them about 300 thousand dollars had they sold they would be shy three hundred thousand dollars jack you and i did our work on that one sandy mcintyre i i could spend hours with you uh you just have so much to share such great wisdom and you know you're a real calming voice and a real steady hand um and you humanize uh this very daunting business uh, i want to wish you a great weekend continue to enjoy your retirement um and please uh keep yourself open because jack and i want to get you back on the show just to check in with you every now and then if you don't mind uh, absolutely it's a pleasure uh, friends, stay tuned. More show, Hi-Fi Radio, show about money on the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto, uh, coming up right after this. Making money is the best. So how do you make more money? Come on back after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
Yes, 007. Hey, when is the next James Bond movie going to come out? And, well, are you in a rush to head back to the movie theaters? Apparently, American Movie Company is going to be opening up all of its theaters internationally in the next month. Obviously, they will social distance, but, uh, well, who knows? We'll see. Uh, Tim Hicks, he's a portfolio manager with Canso. Uh, Canso is a bond shop right here in, well, Thornhill, Greater Toronto. Um, probably one of the best bond, not probably, is one of the best uh, bond managers in Canada. Uh, a lot of respect for Canso and Lysander. Uh, Tim, uh, thank you very kindly for coming on the show. Um, Jack uh, does a lot of my work our work uh, around fixed income. So I'm going to let Jack uh, uh, drive the bus here on uh, the discussion between uh, you, Canso, the bond market, and the like. So over to you, Jack. Thanks, Wolf. Tim, just with the, the low interest rate environment that we're in right now, um, obviously, retired people, we just got off the phone with a retiree. Um, they're finding it difficult, really, to, to develop income and income streams. So what are you guys doing at Canso, and what do you see in terms of reasonable yield for a retire, retiree in your portfolios? Yeah, well, thanks for having me. And sure, interest rates are certainly low if you are uh, basically loaning money to the government through government bonds. Uh, but that is not the case if you are willing to do some credit work and analysis and uh, and you're willing to loan money to uh, to companies that there are some risks that they may not pay you back. But, you know, if you do your work, uh, you can be pretty comfortable. So you can – it's true, interest rates are very low for – very low risk uh, type uh, debt investments, but not for um, for things where you're willing to take a bit more risk. Right, and that's where you guys really specialize in, Tim, is doing the credit work, um, doing your own analysis. I think that's part of your, your house um, theme in terms of how you guys invest. Um, so when you guys use your house style, do your credit work, um, what are you seeing out there? Uh, what did you see in March, actually? We'll start with that, with the crisis. Uh, how are you guys positioned for it? And how did you take advantage of it? Because I know you did. Yeah, great question. So the thing with investing is opportunities sometimes are not so good. And other times uh, there's so many opportunities that it's difficult to uh, know where to where to go. So basically, prior to the whole uh, pandemic, which seems like a long time ago now, um, the bottom line is opportunities were actually not that good in the fixed income markets. You weren't really getting paid a lot to lend to companies that had a lot of risk. Uh, you had so-called high-yield bonds, uh, companies that were quite risky issuing bonds at, say, less than 5%. And to us, that is not high-yield. That is um, you're not being paid for the risk you're taking. Come the pandemic, uh, things um, – oh, and sorry, just to – one more point on that. So when we're in that situation where we're not being paid, then basically what we do is keep our powder dry, if you will, and invest in things that we give up maybe a little bit of yield, but they're very high quality and liquid, and they're things that are easy to sell when we see better opportunities. And so we obviously didn't foresee the pandemic, but March there was a huge sell-off in just about everything, uh, stocks uh, and also in credit. And so uh, uh, corporate bonds uh, sold off hugely uh, because the coupons are fixed. Um, their yields went up. Uh, and um, But really what you have to do is make sure that when you're buying something, uh, you think it's safe. So what we were doing in March 
We were extremely active, uh, probably more active than we've ever been ever uh, because the opportunities were huge and we wanted to take advantage of them. Um, the one problem we had was the Canadian bond market almost effectively shut down because um, the, the bank-owned dealers didn't seem to really want to do that much. Uh, so a lot of uh, very high-quality uh, U.S. companies were issuing bonds in that period because they wanted to make sure they would have the money to get through the whole pandemic. So um, you had ExxonMobil, you had Coca-Cola, you had 3M, you had Federal Express, Disney, and went on and on, all issued bonds, sometimes um, very long maturities. And they came at um, what what we call credit spreads, or so additional yield that you get over a government bond that were extremely attractive. And so we were large buyers of those. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio, and we're talking about the other half of your portfolio, the half that you probably don't think about very much, and that is the bond market. Yes, interest rates are paltry. They're very, very low. It's a very challenging asset class. It's one where high degree of specialization is required as the complexity is great. And as such, I'd like to reach to people like Tim Hicks. Tim Hicks is a portfolio manager with Cancel Credit. They're in Thornhill. It's nice to have them in our backyard. Very smart people. And if they're not being paid for risk, they don't take it on. We're going to bring Tim Hicks back to the show on Hi-Fi Radio, Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. Good morning to you. You stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more shows still to come. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. The weekend, indeed, and it's the month of June. COVID, COVID, we're getting on with life, slowly but surely. I made it to my dental office, got my teeth cleaned. Different experience. Challenging for the dentist, I must say. His business is down. Uh, the ball's still shut. Uh, without question, pain is being felt. But the markets, the markets, my good friend, on fire. Recall what Wolfgang and Jack always remind you of. A portfolio is like a bar of soap. The more you touch it, the smaller it gets. There's something to be said, my good friends, for quality and for patience. And, well, set it and forget it. Most importantly, set it and forget it comes with what's called asset allocation. Always have a percentage of stock. Always have a percentage of bond. And that you can sort of set and forget. Adjust mildly but not too much. You don't need to. And so the part that's most complex is the bond part because that's the buffer. When you know what hits the fan, as long as you own quality, that's the part of your portfolio that you don't want to go down. Tim Hicks, let's speak to that first and foremost. High yield debt um, went down like stock, without question. Uh, we own a little bit of high yield debt, Jack and I, and good golly, she felt like stock. It came back like stock as well, but it gave us undue volatility. Um, and bonds shouldn't give that to us, should they? So are you able to offer buffer on the downside with your fixed income investing and still give us upside? Yeah, I mean, and certainly when you get into high yield, well, since they are much riskier uh, borrowers, 
you are going to get some volatility when kind of the whole landscape changes. You can't avoid that. But they generally are not as volatile as equities uh, because they are debt. But yeah, no question, they they sold off substantially in uh, in March. You had these yield spreads that I keep talking about where you were only getting three to 400 basis points additional yield on high yield bonds. Uh, before the pandemic, it went up to over 1,000 basis points. And so that was extremely attractive to us in certain cases, and we were we were buyers. And, and now, as you say, it's come back a lot. I mean, remember, though, all through that, as long as the people are continuing to pay the interest on the bonds, then that those payments don't change. It's just the, the prices of the bonds are moving around. Uh, okay, so let's speak to a couple of headlines. Um, Air Canada came to market and raised a lot of money. I think it was $500 million, perhaps, maybe greater. And then let's talk about Hertz, Rent-A-Car. They come out and said, basically, their stock is worth zero, and they have to restructure. Um, Were there opportunities with those two companies, and is this something you at your company, Canso, would look at, Tim? Yes, definitely. So we spent a lot of time on Hertz, and I think as people – no, compared to some of the other rental companies, they they were more levered going into this. They were more locations in airports, all of which hurt them. Um, but there's a what you have to remember is there's a whole hierarchy of securities with them. There's the quite high quality asset backed securities that are essentially backed by the cars themselves. And so we actually spent a lot of time and are still doing this, looking at the used car market. People were saying used car prices would plummet, and in fact that's not happening. And so they're now in the process of, uh, and the, all the car rental companies are in the process of selling off cars to try to get to levels that are going to be more realistic uh, going forward. And so those uh, those securities have done quite well. They they haven't really um, fluctuated that much. I think maybe what you're more talking about is there's also with Hertz uh, debt of the company itself, the so-called unsecured bonds, and those the price of those bonds went down to. Uh, say at the very lows, about ten cents on the dollar, and and really that always gets our attention at Canso. We may not buy, but if we can buy a promise to pay us back a dollar for ten cents, well then we would at least want to to look at that. And, and in our view, Air Canada, we on the do you look at the Air Canada story? Yeah, and also Air Canada, where um, clearly they're uh, significantly affected by all of this, but they they have a lot of liquidity. In our opinion, they're going to get through this whole uh, crisis. And again, remember with debt, we don't need the company to uh, you know, have growth in profits and revenues. We just need them to pay off the, um, the interest. So uh, Air Canada was also uh, interesting to us. Uh, give us one final uh, bond that a man like you were able to take advantage of that without question, your average retail investor on their own would never see the idea. Yeah, well, there's there's tons of them. Uh, you look at a company like Maxar, that's the McDonald Detweiler. They uh, are involved. If you remember them with the Canada Arm, uh, I know them very well. Yep, they do uh, now satellites where they take pictures that are bought by Google and the U.S. government. Um, they've had to issue debt, but I don't think many people are are seeing that. But it's oh, yeah. Sorry, what, what was the yield on that debt that you were able to pick up? The yield on the McDonald, the old McDonald Detweiler debt. Uh, over nine percent. So nine percent—that's a great. Jack and I used to own that stock. We 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 punted it, and the uh, company certainly had some challenges going forward. But uh, without question, they provide some relatively essential service. Uh, wouldn't you agree? 
Yeah, I mean, everybody wants their uh, satellite pictures, uh, so that's been a good business for them. They they had so no, that's in the story, Tim. I apologize. That, that's a nine percent bond that you were able to put into your portfolio. Again, okay. friends at home, the bond market is important. It's it's balanced in a portfolio. I repeat, you should contact Jack and I if you if you need more information on this part of the portfolio construction. Uh, Tim Hicks, he's a portfolio manager with Cancel Credit. Oh, our time is up, and I'm getting so excited. But, my good friends, it's a beautiful day in the month of June. Uh, COVID, schmovid, respect social distancing without question, but you can leave your cave, get outside, stay apart, but enjoy the day, and you got to get your exercise. Stay healthy. Your health is your wealth. And if you have a bit of extra, please support charity. Uh, Covenant House, homelessness, it's a problem that is not going away. Uh, you have more than most, my good friends, share with one another. It's a good thing to do, and you know something? You'll get yourself a tax refund. I got my check in the mail, and I hope you did as well. Don't forget, you got to file those taxes on time. Oh, you need help. You need Jack and I, WolfgangKlein.com. Friends, you have yourself a great weekend. Jack Hartle, always in for your cause as well. Zach back in the shop, and our producer, Loretta, doing a very, very fine job as we social distance and keep the show live on the air for you each and every weekend. Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. You tell your friends about Hi-Fi Radio. Listening to Hi Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle, portfolio managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any money questions you need answered, email Wolf and Jack at WolfgangKlein.com. Hi Fi Radio, for the love of money. We'll see you next week. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.